praying for healing is something that we can all do. It's something that Jesus told his disciples to do. He said to them, preach the kingdom and heal the sick. And he said, when he sent out the 72, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. Jesus gave his disciples authority. And with that authority, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we should all be ready to pray for healing. It's something that we can all do. It's something that Jesus would want us to do. If we are his disciples and we're doing what he tells us to do, then we should be praying for healing. In his name, everybody is allowed to join in. There will be some who are commissioned and further trained for uh, special um, ministry of healing. There will be some people who go deeper into this subject and they uh, will want to uh, develop more understanding and experience in how to pray for healing. But I think at a basic level, everybody can join in. Nobody should feel that it's not for them. We do this because Jesus expects his church to build his kingdom here on earth. And we won't see everyone healed, as David talked about last week, there are reasons why healing doesn't happen. But the thing is, unless we pray for healing, we won't see anyone healed. We may not see everyone healed, but unless we pray for healing, we won't see anyone healed. So we pray for healing, knowing that it's Jesus' ministry that we're joining in with through his Holy Spirit. And uh, and we'll do that with some supervision and support here. Um, and usually we'll be praying for healing uh, within a place where things are safe and controlled. But just occasionally, who knows, we might be out in that big wide world out there and find ourselves praying for healing for somebody. So what do we uh, think about when we, uh, when we get ourselves ready to pray for healing before we pray? It's good to come into God's presence, and that's what we've done with this time of worship. If, if we were uh, having a service, we would get together before the service starts. Our prayer ministry team here commit to coming half an hour early for the services, and they get together and they pray for one another, and they pray for words of knowledge. They pray to get right with God, because God can obviously use us better if we're right with Him. So if there's anything that we need to confess or pass over to him, stuff that we think we may have done or not done during the week, then uh, we pass that to him. And it's important to ask for words of knowledge, and we'll do that before we start to pray uh, a bit later on. And we'll talk a bit more about that later. Words of knowledge come with practice, and sometimes uh, with experience, but we can all expect God to speak to us, that's what we think our God is like. He wants to speak to us, he wants us to uh, hear his voice. And the key thing that I've always been taught in praying for healing is not to get too weird about it, because uh, there's a temptation sometimes to just get a bit excited or uh, over the top about this ministry and it should be a very natural supernatural thing that we do there uh, was a time when um, there was a little phase of people 
waving their hands and wave the spirit onto people um, so that they get healed. And you know, you can see that that's a useful thing to think about in your head. But when you when you're doing it in front of lots of people, it just starts to look a bit odd, uh, really. And it's odd enough coming towards coming to ask for healing. Uh, people don't want to feel that they're made to look even more odd by what you're doing. Um, so just keep it simple, keep it naturally supernatural. You want to put people at ease because people need to be relaxed to be able to rest in God's presence themselves if they're coming for healing and to allow His Holy Spirit to be at work within them. So I've got 10 simple steps. This is how um, I sort of think about healing. Uh, that we're going to go through and um, just um, we're, we're, we can think about these later uh, as we get to it, uh, as we get to practice it. So, 10 simple steps for praying for healing. First one is pray in pairs. Uh, pray in pairs. And uh, that's just important uh, because it's a shared ministry and it's important because Jesus sent people out in pairs, didn't he? He sent out two disciples. It was uh, Peter and John who went to the temple and they saw the man by the beautiful gate and the two of them were together and one was supporting the other and that's what we do in Feminism. We work as a team, one supporting the other and watching what's happening, watching uh, how the people are reacting to what one person's praying, seeing if God's speaking while the other person is praying to you about what you should pray next. And then stand if possible. Where I was uh, in my last ministry, there was lots of resistance to this, that people said, oh, you need to sit down to do prayer ministry. You really, it's much easier. And, and obviously there are people who will not be able to stand. And, and obviously in that instance, you're going to need to pray with them sat down. So it's not saying that everybody should be forced to stand. It's not like it's uh, a, a rule. But stand if possible. Uh, because you're standing before God and there's just something about that posture of, of waiting on God. Usually you'd ask people to put their hands out um, and stand before God and allow Him to work. And God, if you're standing, can work through your body and the signs that the Holy Spirit have worked within you, in your body, just become more obvious because you're stood up. It's just, it's just more obvious if God's at work uh, at work in you, um, and the the downside of standing is that occasionally people might be uh, so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit that they gently fall to the ground, and that does happen. So it's always best to make sure the area around you is free of any clutter or things that people could bump into, and you're going to stand really close to them so that. Uh, if they do fall, you can always gently let them go down. Uh, so that's another reason um, yeah, uh, for praying with your eyes open. Um, did I put that in these steps? Uh, I haven't, but, um, but praying with your eyes open, we'll get to that a, a, a bit further down the thing, but we always pray with our eyes open. And that's something that you have to practice, and quite often you start praying with them closed, then you think, oh my goodness, I should have my eyes open, but we'll talk about that again a bit later. So step three is introduce yourself to them and find out what their name is. Because you want them, you want this to be naturally supernatural. You want them to be able to relax. So ask them 
for their name and, uh, and, and just find out who they are because you want to hold them before God. And then step four is to ask them what they want prayer for. So that's the question, what would you like prayer for? It's not what can we pray for you because that's putting it back to us, isn't it? What can we do for you? It's what would you like prayer for? Jesus would often ask people when, they, when he met them, you know, what do you want me to do for you? And it's that question, because in asking that question and making it an open question, people sometimes will think of what they've come for in a different way. They might think, well, I know it's about my shoulder, but actually it's because I'm scared of seeing a consultant and I'm really worried about going into that consulting room. And it just might be that asking that question in an open way helps them to think things through. So uh, ask them what they want prayer for and ask for a few details, but not a long story. Sometimes when you ask what you want prayer for, people might start to try and tell you the whole medical history since they were 12 um, that's brought them to this place where they stood in front of you. And um, you don't need to know all that. God knows all that already. All you need to know is what they want prayer for. And then explain how you're going to pray for them. So uh, we're going to pray in turns, uh, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come, and then uh, we're going to uh, ask people if we could uh, put a hand on their, uh, on their shoulder. And if they uh, come with something that um, is an obvious thing to pray for, so say it was someone's knee, you might want to ask uh, if you could put your hand on their knee. Or if it's their lower back, you might want to ask if you could put your hand on their lower back. But only ever would we put your hand on anybody's body other than their shoulder uh, with their permission. So that's just an obvious thing, isn't it? You're not going to start um, reaching out to places that you shouldn't because that's not going to help anybody uh, at all. So explain how you're going to pray and then with your partner, agree who's going to pray first. And then once you know what you're going to pray for, once you've decided who's going to pray, then you wait and you ask the Holy Spirit to speak and to come and to be with you. Because this is his ministry. It's not our ministry. It's not what we do. It's all about Jesus and his power through his Holy Spirit having an impact in people's lives. So you make an obvious start to the time of prayer, perhaps putting a hand on the shoulder, and then you invite the Holy Spirit to come and you make room for him to be able to speak to you. And then just provide the space. It really doesn't matter uh, how long you wait. And just be open to what the Spirit's going to say to you. Because he may come with something unexpected. He may come with something to pray for that you weren't expecting to pray for. Um, so we don't try to solve the problems that the person's come with. We are there to be a channel for that Holy Spirit power to be at work in their lives. 
And if you feel that the Spirit wants to bring healing, if they come with something uh, specific that needs healing, then sometimes, if you feel it's right, if, you, if the Spirit says, you can perhaps pray specifically for God's power to be at work in that part of their body, or to bring healing in that way to them. And uh, Jesus would often command illness to go. Jesus would often rebuke illnesses and send them out to somebody. And, uh, and, it's, and it's fine to pray in that way. To say, you know, arthritis, be gone from this place. Leave now, don't come back. Be gone. And it's okay, if the Spirit's told you that that's what you should be praying, then it's okay to do that. But be discerning about what the Holy Spirit would say. The most important thing may be a word from God. It may not actually be the healing that they want, but it may be something that God wants to say to them that just opens their eyes to how much he cares for them and how much he loves them. So often when the other person's praying for somebody, I'll ask God, you know, show me a picture that you want to pass on to this person. And um, there was one lady I was praying for, and, and I just got this lovely picture of a, a daffodil in a vase, and uh, and and I told her that, and uh, it just it just changed things for her. Just that picture of a daffodil in a vase changed things. There was another person I prayed for, and uh, and and I said I can see God pouring a, uh, a like a. a hot metal like um, gold into your heart that's going to push out everything that, uh, that, that's there that doesn't need to be there. It's going to bring his light and life and love into your heart and cast out anything else. And, uh, and she said, that's exactly the same word that somebody gave me on Sunday uh, when they prayed for me in my church, uh, which was miles away. Um, Somebody else had prayed that she, they could see this molten um, liquid flowing into her heart. So it was from God. And that message made a difference to her in her life. It wasn't something that brought immediate healing or anything like that, but it was something that told her that God was at work within her and his transforming power was going to make a difference in her life. So be discerning. Don't try and over-interpret if you get a picture. Um, so, um, you know, uh, don't uh, try and work out what it means for somebody, because often by over-interpreting something, you can take away the perspective that the person might have. Um, you know, if I see somebody stood on top of a mountain, you could say, and I feel that God's supporting you there, and everything, but maybe that that's just where they feel they are on top of the mountain at that point in time. And it may have a completely different perspective for them. And uh, importantly, try to offer things that are helpful to somebody, if it's a word. If you get something uh, that, that you feel is, is difficult, it may be that that's not to pass on to them. Maybe something just to keep to yourself. And uh, we had a case where uh, a young girl was told that she had an evil spirit within her. She was in a wheelchair, she was, uh, she was suffering, and she was told that she, 
this is because she had an evil spirit. And that caused real harm to her, that somebody had spoken that over her. It was like a curse. So even if you feel that, you know, you can pray in a positive way that that person might get free from anything that's holding them back, that they might be set free and know new lives. You don't have to have to say everything. You can pray in a way that with wisdom enables people to have life. But that's not going to happen very often. Um, it's not going to happen uh, too much. So, um, listen, watch and pray. That's that's what we do. We listen to God. We watch what he's doing in that person. And then we pray as the Spirit leads us. And um, it's just a wonderful privilege to be able to do that. To be able to stand and offer to be a channel of God's Holy Spirit so that he comes and he transforms and he brings his power to be at work in someone's life. And then once you've both prayed, once you feel that you've finished praying, just watch the person. Sometimes they'll still be engaged with God and you'll be able to see that. Um, and give them time and it might be that you need to pray again. Try not to rush it. Sometimes there are other people waiting for prayer ministry. But if God's at work in somebody, then we need to honour that. We need to be there and be there for them. And... Uh, and sometimes people will fall over in the spirit, and if they do, then the important thing is to stay with them, isn't it? And to just care for them and continue praying for them. And sometimes it can be completely clear that they're at rest and at peace, and, uh, and, and you can take a step back and just leave God to be at work uh, on them and in them. But stay with them and pray quietly with them. And then sometimes the person will want to pray themselves and it might be good to encourage the person to pray themselves, particularly if there's an area of unforgiveness that they haven't um, dealt with in their lives. Maybe that they need to say a prayer forgiving somebody, just to allow that forgiveness to work through into them. And it may be that they need further time of prayer or counselling. Sometimes people will bring up something that is very obviously something that needs counselling. And if there's ever a concern that somebody is sharing something with you that is going to have a big impact, then ask for permission to share it with somebody else. Because um, somebody who might say, um, I'm feeling so depressed that I'm, I'm considering taking my life, you shouldn't just, just pray for them and then leave that. You need to say, look, you've said something to me that is... Um, that is worrying and concerning. So I'm going to need to share that with somebody else and we need to keep in touch and make sure that, um, that, that you're all right and, uh, and you need to watch out for them. But again, that really happens very, very rarely. But there are always people around to support if you're praying in church. Uh, any Adam or myself or other people who are trained in prayer ministry will be there to support you. So... Um, don't think that you're on your own in this. There's always people there. And uh, just be aware that there are some things that I would pass on to other people because I don't feel I'd be completely um, competent in dealing with. So listen, watch and pray and then ask the pe people what's happened. If you've prayed for a particular area, so they're back 
sometimes it's helpful to get them to bend over and just try and stretch that back and see how it feels. Or if it's a knee, you know, to, uh, to, to see how it, how it is. Or, or to walk away and walk back and just, uh, just see how it feels. Because sometimes the healing is immediate and it's, uh, it, it happens straight away and you can bless that, carry on praying for it a, a bit longer to make sure that uh, it goes completely um, and, and then finish well, finish by blessing what God has been doing in them and perhaps pray a prayer of blessing over them and assure them that you'll be there for them if they need more prayer. So, signs that the Spirit is at work. Uh, this is why we pray with our eyes open, because you can see that the Spirit is at work in people. It's, it, it's not complicated, it's not difficult. Very often, the commonest thing that you see is that as people are stood before you, their eyelids start to flutter, and uh, as the Spirit comes upon them, um, that's, that's the most obvious thing that, uh, that I've seen when you're praying for people. There may be tears, there may be laughter, um, there may be movement. Some people start moving in odd ways. Sometimes people will start um, moving as if they're walking or, or, or they'll put their hands out and start, um, start swaying. And all of those movements, they might relate to something that's going on within them, they might be a sign of something that um, God's going to do with them. So uh, it, people have said that if people start walking, um, then it may be that God's getting ready to send them out to do something. And if people are adopting a, an attitude of worship, perhaps God's gonna, God is going to use them in worship. Or uh, if they're um, in an attitude of prayer, perhaps God has got something for them in prayer. And occasionally, as we said, people will, um, will fall over gently and carefully. You can make sure that they, I've never known anybody get hurt during prayer ministry. Despite lots of people, in my experience, having that happen to them, and uh, and when you ask them at the end of the time of prayer, what how did it feel? What was it like? Uh, sometimes people will talk about tingling feelings in part of their body, uh, and uh, that's associated with heat in particular parts of their body. It might be that they feel the light, or they sense a light, or a light shining in a part of them. And the most common thing, I think, is peace. The Holy Spirit brings peace. And when people come forward for prayer, the biggest thing that is bringing them is that they're anxious about something. They're anxious. They want, uh, they want God to know how they're feeling. And God does respond to that. Oh, God is a compassionate God, a good, good Father. He wants good things for us. And uh, so he brings us his peace and his joy. And we should be expecting that healing will happen. So what happens when healing happens? Well, the first thing is to make sure that if people are healed, they take the right steps. And the first thing to say if people are healed is that they shouldn't stop any medication until they've seen a health professional to make sure that that's the right next step for them. And particularly in cases of mental health uh, or depression, you should 
always encourage people to continue on with their medication. Even if God has healed them completely, they're going to need guidance as to how to uh, stop that medication and, and, and move on from it. And, um, you know, uh, going to a doctor and saying, look, I feel I've been healed, is a wonderful testimony to, to what God's doing. And the doctor can check that out. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real... Jesus often used healing as, uh, as evangelism, almost. Um, sometimes we think that healing will be a way of building our church up making our church bigger and better, but I don't think that really very much happens. Healing is a result of God's compassion and his love, and it will bring people to see the good news of the kingdom, um, but it's not about us looking better in anybody's eyes. It's about God's glory and God winning out. And sometimes when people pray for people on the streets, and sometimes if you're having a healing service, might be useful just to have a sheet that has got some of the things on about uh, don't give up on medication, take it slowly if you feel that your knee's been healed, don't go for a, a 10k run the next day, just give it some time for that healing to finish happening um, and then make sure that you give glory to God, find out more about Jesus and tell someone else so that they know uh, because telling other people makes that healing more real for you in your life. So, after the time of prayer, um, the key thing is that this isn't our ministry, it's God's ministry, it's the Holy Spirit that works through us. So, we must make sure that any burdens that we feel uh, are with us or being um, absorbed by us during that time of healing just get left with God. Um, and then if there are any concerns, somebody shared something with you that uh, you feel you need to pass on to somebody, then always make sure you pass that on. But the key is to leave it all with Jesus and not to take it home with you, just to make sure that it stays in his presence, in his power. That's where it needs to be. So people sometimes will come back for prayer um, in, on subsequent occasions, but again, we shouldn't be thinking that people are going to come back to specific people to get prayed for by the people who they particularly like, because that just creates dependency, isn't it? Um, so, uh, the only time that we'd make an appointment to see somebody outside of the service would be if the clergy knew about it, and um, we wouldn't start doing that on our own. Um, initiative. Uh, so it's all about this being the Holy Spirit's ministry and all of the members of the team, all of the people who pray for people are accountable to those who are above them and within our church that would be the vicars um, and they'd be there to support anybody with, uh, with difficult cases. So lots of Lots of talking, lots of um, lots of words there. The, the key is that everybody's invited to join in with this, and everybody uh, can, can do this. Um, uh, to find out more, um, there are there are courses um, that people can go on. Um, uh, this is, this book, um, learning how to heal, is 
um, the book that I recommend about healing. It's by John Cole, so it, he was the leader of New Wine, and that was uh, a big movement that uh, was uh, focused on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how to use them. And this has got lots about uh, the values. Uh, it's a practical guide for every Christian and talks a lot about the values that David talked about last week and then it talks about the practical stuff uh, stuff this week. So, uh, anybody got any questions before we move on?